It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Prize Picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, righty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Monday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you for the next two hours. We are live here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon Keene is alongside, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. hope mm-hmm. everybody had a great weekend. Justin, did you? Oh, yeah. Everything was, uh, was just fine. Um, you know, still trying to catch my breath. After everything that's been going on today mm-hmm. uh, across the internet universe, uh, both real and not real stories that are popping up left and right. Uh, the most beautiful thing about this is uh, by the end of this, Darren, somebody is going to be very wrong. Somebody. I don't know who, but at the end of this, somebody is going to be like, oh, did I say that? I didn't really. When I said that, I didn't really mean that. That never happens. Mm, true. True. That seldom happens. You're right. I forgot. Um, but there, <laughs> there's so much, so many rumors here. I mean, it's turned up to the to the 10th power. It really is. So this is what we do know. And then we'll get to, you know, and we're going to circle back and land this plane to the team that resides right here. Okay. What we do know, and these things were pretty easy to figure out. Ron Rivera is out. In Washington. Yes. That was, again, very easy. I mean, it it was the worst-kept secret ever. I feel bad for Rivera. I don't know how much of this is his fault. I think Washington's a very, very dysfunctional franchise. Have been for a very, very long time. I know that they're changing. They're getting rid of the cockroach that uh, was Daniel Snyder. Uh, I don't know if new ownership. Look, Carolina changed ownership, and it's I, it's gotten worse with David Tepper. So yeah. you just don't know what new ownership is going to do, if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But Ron Rivera is out in Washington. Arthur Smith, again, I tweeted this out yesterday. You know, if Mike Vrabel is the head coach, maybe he needs to think about getting Arthur Smith back as the OC. I said this yesterday. Like, it's very clear Arthur Smith is done in Atlanta. By the way, I was reading some our buddy Chris Domino's tweets yesterday yeah. during their game. <laughs> Holy moly. 
Yeah. Chris does not hold back. <laughs> was it? it was very clear. Arthur Smith's days were not numbered. They were over in I'm, the ATL. I'm almost positive Chris was on our airwaves earlier this year and said that Arthur Smith would not be let go. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to remind him of that. Okay. I'm almost, uh, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm mistaken, but I could have swore that's what I, he said. I don't remember. Okay. So I misremember. Misremember. What he said. Okay. But should run for office. He uh, <laughs> yesterday. You misremember. That's that's good. He certainly was not in the camp. Arthur Smith is coming back. No. And Arthur Smith had a few words to say to Dennis Allen on the way out uh, as Jameis Winston just ignores the head coach, the backup quarterback, victory formation. Yeah, let's let's get this guy a touchdown. He hasn't had one all year. That's what uh, Arthur Smith, you know. Took it out on Dennis Allen. I'm sure Dennis Allen's like, hey, bro, if you let me talk, our boneheaded backup quarterback just went rogue on me, okay? We weren't trying to score. We were in victory formation. He was supposed to take a knee. Then their boneheaded backup quarterback in the locker room after the game says, yeah, we just, you know, we wanted to get him a touchdown. So I know we were supposed, to, I was supposed to take a knee, but I wanted to get him a touchdown. Mm. Uh, uh, okay. That, that won't bode well for you. Well, I don't know if you figured this out, but you're the backup, and uh, you probably should listen to what the coach has to say, which also tells us that Dennis, Dennis Allen has no control over the players in New Orleans. Well, to, to be fair to Dennis Allen, it, we are talking about Jameis Winston, right? <laughs> we are talking about Jameis okay, Winston. Okay, doesn't Jameis Winston kind of have a history of doing a couple of things uh, that you know have been questionable? In the past, uh, a couple, yes. Yeah, you know, so or is more. it is it really so Dennis? You know, so Dennis Allen can join the club with Bobby Bowden and you know a few other people who have wanted Jameis Winston to do something, and you know it didn't really turn out that way. And so you know I, I can give him a pass. Also, keep in mind you saying it doesn't bode well that he's the backup quarterback. I just looked it up here on Spot Rack. Yeah, James Winston has made $71 million. In the NFL? In the NFL. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. He was the number one pick in the draft. So him going, well, like, oh, you, you going to cut me? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and cut me. Yeah. What's, what's going to happen? I, clearly he doesn't care. He does not care. <laughs> I understand that. Doesn't care. But it just is, it's one thing to do it. It's another thing to trot right into the locker room oh, yeah. in the open media session. Yeah, yeah, no, I was supposed to take a knee, but I wanted to get my boy. In fact, no, he said, I asked everybody, do you want yeah. him to score? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, boy. Yeah. Why not? So Arthur Smith is out in Atlanta, and um, now TikTok, TikTok. We're going to see what happens with everybody else, Bill Belichick, all the stuff out there in New England, uh, and then, well, of course, right here in our own nest. Bill Belichick says he's under contract, so, you no, know. I know. On to, and he doesn't know next next year's week one schedule, uh, his opponent, or he'd just say on to, you know, whoever that opponent is. whoever. But that schedule isn't released yet. No. So he doesn't know. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but here – uh, the smoke continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about it uh, a lot here of late. And I'm just going to stick to what I've said before. Been doing this a long time. Uh, things just don't magically keep coming up constantly over and over and over again if there's nothing to it. I don't know to what levels. Yeah. I don't know how tricky. serious this is. 
But there is something yeah. going on, okay? Yeah. This stuff isn't just magically appearing from different people, you know, more on a national level. Now, yeah. when, you know, when the when everything's coming from the national, then it kind of forces the local people to try to, you know, get in on their own and put their own stuff out there. It forces everybody to try to come up with their own version or story or source or whatever. But again, Justin, mm-hmm. I don't know how serious this stuff is, but something is going on in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, I, I'm to the point now where I'm now convinced that there is something happening. Now, as again, how serious is it? I I, I don't know. I mean, it could be rel- it could be very serious, or it could be eh, just a misunderstanding that's gotten out of control here. Um, and you know, it's. I think we're waiting on certain dominoes to fall. I think if if Robert Kraft comes out and makes an announcement later today uh, that Bill Belichick is going to remain in New England uh, for another season, I think there will be another announcement coming from Metro Center shortly thereafter uh, that says, you know, we've been happy with Mike Vrabel and the job that he's done, and, uh, you know, we look forward to next year. Um, who, who would do that? Who, who's is that, is that just like a standard press release? I think it may be a press release coming from the GM or from ownership, really? perhaps. Okay. Probably from the wow. GM, somebody, huh. or they'll just let Vrabel hold the presser, and <laughs> he just says, I, "Guys, let I, him take all the bullets." I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know all this stuff is on the internet. I'm committed and being here. Of course, I want to be here. You know, I mean, what what do you want him to do? So shield a lot of bullets because. No, and no one would care about anything else other than all this. So he would just stand up there like with Wonder Woman shield or the bracelet, right? She's got the bracelet. She's got the bracelets. Captain America has a shield. Captain America's shield. Yes. And he would just try to just fend off all the questions yeah. <laughs> about all the smoke. And out he would there. do it. And he'd be fine. And people would be irritated and they wouldn't care. And they'd just move on. You know, they don't have to, you know, this is this is the thing about it that is very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. Sometimes over in the TV business, we get frustrated when certain public officials don't want to speak to us. Mm-hmm. The hard problem that we've got to figure out is should they speak to us? They absolutely should. Do they have to speak to us? No, no, they don't. They don't have to speak to us at all. And that's the hard part. So should Robert Kraft come out and make an announcement of some type to the New England press corps to let them know what's going on with their head coach? He probably should. Does he have to? No. Bill Belichick is under contract for another year. He can continue on like nothing has ever happened, and he doesn't know what you're talking about. And guess what? The Tennessee Titans can do the same thing. We know Mike Vrabel is under contract. That part is not in dispute. He's under contract, and the Tennessee Titans don't have to make any announcements in regarding to his, you know, status as the head coach. He's been the head coach. He's under contract to continue to be the head coach. Just because you heard a rumor online, now I've got to come out and validate that one way or the other? No, they don't. He didn't speak today, which is also another telling story. Like, yeah, right. Like it, this is standard for every head coach it to is. speak who has a job, true, who's employed, true, on Monday. That it's, that is the is way it goes. Clean out, clean out, clean day, out day, and the head coach is supposed to talk to the media. Typically, he didn't. Again, what does that mean? I don't mm. know. There's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, you got Josina Anderson jumping in there now. You got. I, I I can't remember all the tweets that I've sent. Me and you oh, have yeah. gone back and forth sending to each other. Yes, sir. It's a bunch. I, I, 
there, there's a lot. There's a lot of smoke. Again, that's right. There's a lot of smoke. Some things make sense. Some things are like, yeah, what? I know. Some what? Yeah. Which again, if you have enough reporting, <laughs> some of it you're not gonna. You're gonna be like, uh, who told you that? I, I ain't gonna do that. Uh, a leak source, really? A oh. league source? Are you really? sure about that? Really? Which league you talking about? You talking about your local rec league, or are you talking about the NFL? That sounds very, very inside. League source? I mean... I mean, did you mean team source? No. No. They meant league source. Because, they didn't. Again, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't that, stutter. No, they meant league I'd source. I'd like to know who's, in, now, who's that close to have... Those are inside walls. Who stuff. do they consider to be a league source? Now, that's something entirely different. Because the thing about saying unnamed sources or sources or league sources is, you know, your league source could be the janitor up there at Park Place, but he works for the league. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Listen, Damon over here comes in a couple of hours a day and produces and does a fine job for us. He is a WNSR official. He's an unnamed WNSR official. He has nothing to do with the business operations here. But he's a. If I'm looking for a story out of this place, Damon is a WNSR official, and I don't have to name him. I can just say, uh, well, I've spoken with some. Source. I've spoken with a station source who says X, Y, and Z. Damon has been in no meetings. <laughs> Damon has. Damon walked by and saw something on a whiteboard and texted me about it, and now I can report it. Well, a, a, a station source has told me X, Y, and Z. He may or may not know anything. And that's the truth of it. I'm sorry to burst the bubble, everybody, but that that is the truth about these sources. They can be literally anybody who works under the umbrella of the organization. Anybody. And, but normally I'm right about everything, though. Normally there you go. I'm right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Sure. Yes. 100%. That's Damn what it. the source says, right? That's what the source is about. Yeah. And that's real. And, and, you know, we can like it or not like it, but, yeah. I mean, and this is, this is the reason. So... Is, did somebody tell them that? Sure. Is it a league source? Well, how high in the league are we? Don't know. Well, league source can also that can get. I don't know. I feel like you can go. That's that's almost in a really really gray area. Sure. Who could be deemed a league source? A league anybody. Source. Anybody. That's what I'm getting at. Like it's it could be a team source very, that you've identified as a league well, source. If it's a team source, then you should say you team should source, you should source. say that. But the team could be under the umbrella of the National Football League, and if you don't want to yeah. give if you don't want to give away your source, True. you want to be as broad as possible. So you just say you know league source, a government official in you know back over in the TV business, uh, somebody who works you know in the government. I mean, what what what? What is that? But people do it all the all the time. All the time is common practice. We're wide open this first hour. Certainly, there's a lot to get into and react to on this Monday. If you want to be a part of the discussion, you can do so. 615-844-5600. Titans win their regular season finale at Nissan Stadium. They did exactly what Jacksonville did to them last year. They punked them. Yeah. And kept them from going to the playoffs. We could talk about that. We can talk about all the smoke that's out there. Plasma. What does it mean? What do you believe? What do you not believe? There's a lot going on. This time of year, this is what you get, especially when uh, a lot of teams call it a regular season or call it 
a season. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's on to the off season. 615-844-5600. More of the McFarland Show rolling along here on this Monday next. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Tennessee needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, prize picks is the place to play this season. Prize picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. We're live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget, every day you can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, 
Twitter, and Twitch. Titans beat the Jags 28-20. to Jacksonville's season over. Mm. Derrick Henry goes for a big day. Rushes for 153 yards on 19 carries and a touchdown. And, you know, at this point, they're just trying to figure out exactly what's going to happen here. I know they had the big send-off for Derrick Henry yesterday. Um, and he finished up with a fantastic day. No question about it. Uh, 19 carries, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Tajay Spears had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. Uh, it's a shame they had to wait to the last you know game of the season to find the offense. Yeah. Um, but there they are. And, um, you know, it was a nice performance by the Titans, but really it, it's an absolute meltdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, which I I know we're you know we're talking from the Titans narrative on this side, but the Jaguars are eight and three, and you know much like the Titans who were seven and two last year was the seven and two seven and three and fell down the stretch. Yeah, the the Jaguars did the exact same they thing. Did. They uh, fell were, down the stairs. I think they were seven and three in Jacksonville. This was last year. Jacksonville this year was eight and three. Eight and three, and then they crumbled. Just fell down the stairs. And, you know, it, it was ugly to watch each and every week. And a uh, lot of disappointment. A lot of disappointment down there in Jacksonville, in Duval. We both took the Titans, by the way. In the yeah. McFarland six-pack of picks on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Both of us took Titans. I had a weird feeling. I just And Tony Smith we had on. Sure. From 1010XL down in Jacksonville. He, he said that they were, they were very concerned down in Duval yeah. about this game that the Titans could come out and do exactly what they did. Yeah. Because remember, again, Jacksonville did the same thing to them yeah. last year at their place. Yeah. And turnabout is fair play here. And with the additional juice of it being Derrick Henry's last game, probably potentially, uh, there, I mean, it had, and, and Derrick Henry has torched few other teams in his career here. Like the Jacksonville Jaguars, he he has, of course, the it's most I, the most iconic run that he has been able to put together uh, during his eight years, and that's saying something. If you think about that, that what I'm saying is saying something. The most iconic run of Derrick Henry's entire career, the 99 yarder um, at a night game against the Jaguars, uh, that will live now in NFL history as one of the all time great runs. Um, of course, the, the Jaguars were victim, and so. And the Jaguars fell victim again to the greatness of Derrick Henry yesterday. And, you know, uh, there were some some tears and some some good feelings, I think. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a, a ginormous ring of honor ceremony or something at some point. And the next big banner that probably goes up in that stadium, the big ones like Steve and Eddie's got, is probably going to belong to Derrick Henry. Uh, if not there, certainly in the new place uh, once, uh, once Derrick Henry retires, I'm sure. Look, I know everybody, and I guess you have to. I guess you have to. Um, not really. For all the people who keep saying, "If Der- this was Derrick Henry's last game, if if yeah. if if," look, you don't take the microphone at end when the game is over. Game is over, yeah. And address the crowd, yeah. Unless that's it. It's it. Okay. Yeah, I get it. It's not official. Again, you don't hand your franchise player, a microphone. It's not standard. For people who haven't been to NFL games at the the last game of the season, Mm -hmm. it is not standard operating procedures to hand a player a microphone 
for him to speak no. to the fans. No, not at all. And he's more than just a player. He's oh, yeah. your most popular player. Yeah. He is your franchise player. Face of your franchise. And you handed him a microphone so he could thank everyone yeah. and say goodbye. Yeah. And rightfully so. He's earned it. 9,500 yards is a whale of a career uh, here. Uh, only Eddie George had more. Um, and, and that's, you know, and that's saying something. Uh, and the, the, the other part of, of, of Derrick Henry walking out or, or, or leaving or, you know, walking away from this team is the fact that now the team will be forced to change identities. And, and, and what it had me doing yesterday, Darren, is just, you know, grappling with what we have seen here. Of course, you know, this particular show, we have the luxury of going all the way back. And over 25 years, we have seen some wonderful play at that running back position to the point to where I don't think it's ever going to be repeated in the history of football again, where over a quarter century, you're going to get the likes of, of a Eddie George and a, and a Chris, uh, Chris Johnson and a Derrick Henry. I mean, that, that is an unbelievable lineup of talent. 25 years history, that's pretty darn good. That, that is unreal. That is unreal. If you're lucky, you get two. Maybe. By the way, that covers up almost, almost all of that history. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. That's I mean, pretty impressive. It's it's unre- If you're lucky, you get you're the Steelers. You get Franco Harris and Jerome Bettis. You get Gail Sirius and Walter Payton. You know, you don't get three. You don't get three guys. Those they're, they're, they're those teams are missing a third. They don't have a third that's on that level. You get a, you get three in a quarter century. That's that's almost unreal. Yeah. Almost unreal. Five seasons with 12 rushing touchdowns for Derrick Henry. He joins. The Titans tweeted this out. Listen to this list. Yeah. LaDainian Tomlinson. Hall of Fame. Emmett Smith. Hall of Fame. Adrian Peterson. Hall of Fame. We're about, going. About there. Yep. Next stop. He's, he's on this list. Next stop. Sean Alexander. Close. Not quite. Jim Brown. Oh, well, of course. That's the list. Uh, the, the original Hall of Famer. That's the list. Yeah. That's NFL history. Right yeah, there. that's that's the list. Again, he's on one of those lists. Again, that is like a list of Hall of Famers. Yeah, of all time, all times. And he's got several of those types of stats. Yeah, if he can crack eleven thousand, you know, which is another fifteen hundred yards, and he's thirty, it's certainly possible. He may have put together a good enough body of work to get in. Why? Why does he need that? Because I don't. We don't have that same gauge anymore. Well, well, do Every, we? How we do we should, know what gauge we, we have? We should view it differently. It's not the same anymore. We we should, but but do we? You just did the mic drop just last week. I know, but th- it doesn't mean everyone else is on the same level or thinking of the same place or, or time at this point. Oh, we don't I'm, know. I'm I'm saying that the committee should do that. Like that's what I'm saying. They should. I don't know what they will do. Yeah, but they should view it like these. They're interesting. These numbers, you know, these Hall of Fame oh, folks I, are the yeah. oh. I've I've been around them for a long time. <laughs> I know. I just, I don't think you can view. We don't have the same parameters at that position anymore at all. We should probably change the parameters. Yes. But, you know, how long is that going to take? And Which is why I have all of our baseball. Every time we have a baseball guest on, it is the one consistent question I'm always asking our baseball guests, no matter who they are, is how you determine who's great now. Because all the benchmarks that used to mm-hmm. be great now are untouchable because of the way the game is played. So 300 wins and 5,000 strikeouts. And fi- Nobody's getting to that anymore. So how do you determine what greatness is now? 
What's the new benchmark? And the NFL is going to turn into the same thing. And so, but the answer is we don't know. We don't know. It's going to take some time, maybe. 500 home runs shouldn't be a big deal anymore. Well, because everybody's batting 230. Yeah. And trying to hit 50 a season. And they've built the ballparks <laughs> differently. And, you know, and doing all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, Ebbets Field does, is not around anymore. Or, you know, the, the place in Pittsburgh that was supposed to be forever. Um, <laughs> they hit a home run. Uh, for, not Forbes no, or whatever yeah, it is. No, I, I'm missing it. But, yeah, it's the place out there. It, anyway, it's not 420 to dead away center field anymore. No, it, yeah. it should be a little different. But, again, it takes time for the shift. 615-844-5600. Let's go down to the borough, listening on 107.9. Michigan is up next. Michigan, what's up? Happy Monday, gentlemen. Hey, Happy Michigan, Monday, man. Everybody had a nice weekend. It's a um, great day for you. About, uh, we'll, we'll see about great. We'll, oh. we'll see about that. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, would like to, I would like to thank uh, all of the places locally uh, that sell spirits who were kind enough to give them to me this weekend in exchange for money. I will be using those tonight. Um, so thank you very much to all those places that sell those things. Uh, I would not like to talk about the NFL for a few days. We'll, uh, I'll call in later this week to talk about how overjoyed I am to see Potato Face come back to Detroit. We'll, we'll get to that on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I would like to talk about tonight's game, though. I am a little bit nervous. And we've been down this road before. I'm nervous for two reasons. I'm going to let you guys respond uh, hop off air. Um, first of all, Michigan has not faced anybody who is as qualified offensively as this team is the whole year. And, and I, I mean that very specifically. Go yeah, back and that's look fair. through who yeah. we've played. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the, the most dynamic offense we've played, I guess you could say, is Ohio State. Because yeah. they have Tom Harrison Jr. by yeah. default. But, I mean, Iowa, <laughs> okay. Um, I'd go Alabama State, probably over Ohio State, quite honestly. I mean – And I mean, Alabama isn't the same. Yeah, it's, this is going to be the stiffest test that they face. Hmm. Um, you're not facing um, – you know, you're not facing a center who can't get out of Tuscaloosa fast enough because he can't hit the broad side of the bar and smack on the ball. Um, <laughs> you're not going to – you're not going to get those mistakes. You're you're not facing Penix is not a statue. He's not as mobile as he was when he was at Indiana. Again, I've seen a lot of Michael Penix because he was at Indiana for a couple of years. Um, but man, those receivers are something else. I mean, they are really, really something else. And even when they're double covered, they're open. So it, it this is going to be a very very fun game to watch tonight um, because of the style Michigan plays. I think they're going to try and ugly it up. I think they're going to, you know, make a very concerted effort to run the ball. And Washington's defense, not exactly the 2000 Ravens, right? So so Michigan might be able to just do that. They might be able to run their way up the field and kind of shorten this game a little bit, put the ball in Penix's hand a little less. And then what happens after this game, whether Michigan wins or loses, is of great interest to me. Um, because I have not been of the mindset that Harbaugh is definitely going to leave in previous seasons. Um, I'm a bit – different on that note now because hiring Gary V is a clear signal that you intend to go to the NFL. That is, that is a clear signal to me. Um, Jim was always a guy who didn't really have an agent. And, I mean, he had one when he was with the Niners, but when he came back to Michigan, he kind of did that of his own accord. He's not someone who's, he's got people, right? Anybody that has that much money has people around. 
but he never really had a talent agent. And, and Gary Vee is, you know, a coach's agent. So I, I think he's gone no matter what. If he does leave, um, regardless of the outcome tonight, I'm always going to love the man. He played quarterback at my favorite school. Um, he, you know, restored the university and the athletic program to its once grand stature. And whoever comes in next is not going to be working with a, with a blank slate. So um, I'm going to run. I'll come back later this week to talk about some of the playoff matchups. And you got to call tomorrow. Uh, with, tell, no matter what happens tonight, you got to call tomorrow and give us your perspective. That will depend on whether I'm alive or not. But if I am, I promise you, I will. You'll wow. make it. You'll wow. make it now. Come on now. Speak life. I think I think you are underestimating how much whiskey I bought this weekend. Oh, man. But I'll let you guys go. Thank you, Michigan. Nervous Nelly again. Here Jeez. we go. He did this last year to us, mm. and he was right. Mm. He had every right to be nervous. Mm. He was nervous about that TCU team. Man, and it served him uh, well. It didn't serve him well, but he no, was, at he least was he was right. About he was it. right because we were like, "Well, I was. I'm not going to put you in the same." Well, I'm like, "Ah, you got nothing to worry about, man. I, You're good." I was feeling pretty good about Whoops. you know Michigan beating TCU, but you know, <laughs> but you didn't say it. That's why they played the game as strongly as me. No, and, and I was no, like, I didn't. I mean, the first person I thought of when that game ended was, "Uh oh, Michigan's going to be pissed geez. at me." <laughs> Man, he's gonna be mad. Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's you know it's it's a double stressful time because when's the last time they've had Michigan in the national championship game and the Detroit Lions staring down a playoff game mm. in in the same week? I mean this this is a stressful time. Intern Alec is is you know oh yeah. Although he's a Michigan State guy, so you yeah, know I don't. Yeah, he's a Sparty. He's a Sparty, so he probably doesn't care for this at all. Oh wait, no, he does. He's rooting for Washington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he cares greatly. He, cares. he is a huge Washington Husky fan. <laughs> right now, he's the biggest Washington Husky fan in the state of Michigan. <laughs> don't get it wrong. Okay. He cares a lot about this. Game. Okay, because no, you don't want you don't want them to have that over you. No, jeez, uh, something's got to give though, in this game, because we've talked about this. Washington's head coach, his record as a head coach in college football, and I don't have it in front of me, I think it's like 104 and 11. It's really like, good. Just think about that. He's won over 100 games, and he's lost 11. It's pretty good. On the flip side, mm-hmm. Michigan's quarterback, yes, JJ McCarthy, is yes. like twenty six and one, yeah, as a starter, yeah, which again is amazing. It is. So my point is to bring this up. Something's going to give. You know, two records that are pretty, not pretty. They're really impressive. Yeah, hard to but get. Somebody's going to get an L. Somebody's going to take. You know, it's either going to be twenty six and two. Yeah. Or the other guy is going to have 12 losses yeah. as a college football coach. Somebody's going to leave Houston tonight without the trophy. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean that's just what it is. Um, and it's going to be a really long trip back for somebody tonight. So I do I, think it's going to be a great game. I really do. And I agree it has with the potential Michigan. to be, yeah. This is by far their biggest test when it comes to their defense against. This is the best offense they have faced. To me, and it's, I don't want to like dismiss Alabama. Like Ohio State, I told you all year. I was yeah. like McCord. I just, I don't like. They have the best receivers. They have the best receiver 
in the country. Yeah, they do. They've got weapons galore. I'm not impressed with their quarterback. Their offense is not the same that we've seen over the last 10, 12 years. And it played out that way. I was not impressed with McCord or Ohio State's offense this year. Not not anywhere near the I think Washington and Alabama again didn't have the same dudes. They have dudes. Yeah. They didn't have the same type of dudes that they've had in the past. Yeah. Dudes that can take over yeah. a game. Especially now the receiving on the level. offensive side. Yeah. On the yeah. receiving level. You know, yes. the Julio Jones. Jalen Waddles, Devontae you know, Smith, Julio Jones. Judy and, and those guys. Judy, they yes. don't have those yes. kind of guys. No. You know, that are there, you know, trying to do the thing. So yeah, it, it's it's a little different now. Um, because so those guys could take over. They could. One of those guys, would, if, if Alabama had one of those guys, one of those guys would have done something unbelievable uh, to put and, the game away. and put the game away. Yep. And they yep. just, they weren't there to do it. So Washington is going to be their biggest test offensively, for sure, against that Michigan defense. There's not a, I agree with him wholeheartedly on that. Well, so we'll see how they, they stand up. Yeah. So my guess the ball. is they're probably going to have to score. I mean, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to keep up at some point. I'm not saying it's gonna be a run up and down the field shootout in the 40s. No, but they're gonna have to score points. Well, Michigan's I, phone's gonna sound real bad tomorrow when he calls. If he calls tomorrow, because it's gonna be a long night. I'm telling you. Are you you're calling Washington? Yeah, long I'm calling night. Washington. Calling Washington. I think Penix is so good athletically. You know, I knew they were, and his passes are so sharp. I mean, I saw him throw some passes on that last game that I just don't think Michigan I'm sorry Michigan but we might have to call 911 for Michigan tomorrow just to wow help him out and his receivers he... catch everything yeah they def- oh definitely everything I mean everything over the shoulder everything I, okay. he's left handed or right handed too by the way who Michael Penix he's lefty oh, okay cause he can whew. he can sling it Oh yeah, no, he can. Th- that's not the question of whether or not he can throw the, f- the football. The question is, can Michigan deal with it? And they can they get a pass rush and mm-hmm. and can something Washington, they were able to do against Alabama. Something they were able to do against Alabama. Can they get a running game going if you're Washington? Because you cannot be one dimensional. You can't just throw the ball all over the field. You're gonna have to run the ball at some point, which means you have to control the line of scrimmage a little bit. And can they do that against against Michigan's defense? And and that's gonna be the key to all of this. I don't know. If they've been playing that Pac-12 ball, and you know, granted, they, they beat Texas and and good form. I'm just saying it's it's a little different, you know, playing the Big Ten and the SEC in back-to-back weeks than it was playing Stanford and then Oregon. They or beat Oregon, Oregon twice, State. so that you got. But not in back-to-back weeks, they didn't. No, no, true. <laughs> so, right, which is. An SEC schedule. This is the gauntlet here. Yeah, now, yeah. welcome to the gauntlet now. Right. Well, they're about to sign up for the yeah, gauntlet. Yeah, this is what they're getting here. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll come back. More on the other side. 615-844-5600. More to react to as you listen to The McFarland Show. Nashville Sports Radio. And now, the fine folks at Maximum Power Electric are reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Please visit USO.org and locate military care packages to see how you could help make a difference today. This message is brought to you by Maximum Power Electric. For residential or commercial electrical installations or repairs, give the pros a call today at 615-840-2426. 615-840-2426. That's Maximum Power Electric. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. 
We all make resolutions this time of year, and let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose. Healthy life. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. New MTSU football coach Derek Mason. Right now, man, I get the best of both worlds. I get a chance to coach a football team, build a program, do it in a place that I'm somewhat familiar with, and do it with my family. It's important that this area, this community, uh, like really gets a chance to get behind something that it believes in. And I believe MTSU is that program. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. Wind advisory 6 p.m. this evening to 6 p.m. Tuesday evening. For today, we'll have increasing amounts of cloudiness with a high temperature of 52. Cloudy and windy tonight, the low 42. Winds gusting to 45 miles per hour. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 615-844-5600. Here are some of the tweets that have gone out today. And if you mm-hmm. want to jump in there and help out, there's a, there's a lot. So let's start with Jordan Schultz, who uh, I think he writes for Bleacher Report. He said, as the Titans way head coach Mike Vrabel's future this week, he's interested in the idea of returning to the Patriots should New England part ways with Bill Belichick. Supposedly, Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick are going to meet sometime this week. So that's Jordan Schultz. Okay. Uh, This is Josina Anderson. Sure. 
League source to me just now on whether they feel Titans head coach Mike Vrabel continues with the organization amid, amid questions about whether everyone's on the same page and the direction of the future. They just said, in their opinion, I'd call it 50-50 right now. Jeez. Uh, Terry McCormick, this is about an hour ago, said the following, this looks like Vrabel's two options. Get dealt to the Patriots if Belichick is fired or stay with the Titans. While his reputation may be good in the league, other teams with uh, vacancies would have a hard time selling a coach who is 13 and 21 in their last two years to their fan base. That's what Terry says. Hmm. Which is which is an interesting way to look at it. And and you know one thing, Darren, that you know I heard, let's just say elsewhere, is the fact that we underappreciate Mike Vrabel here in this particular market because he has been you know, an, an excellent head coach or whatever he's been since he's been here. Um, and to the, to that end, I, I respond. And again, the beauty of this show and why I enjoy talking sports with you and the good folks listening to me right now is because we have the luxury that a lot of people don't have, and that is the luxury of the long game and looking back over history. So my question has been this. Uh, and listen, I'm not saying Mike Vrabel's not a good head coach. It's clear that he has been successful to a certain degree. I'm just saying over the course of history for the Tennessee Titans, how have the Titans done or not done with Mike Vrabel versus, I don't know, any time before Mike Vrabel got here? Are they much more successful than previous times in their history? Mm, no. No, they're not. I, I, you know, we can... We can go through the numbers if you want, but you're, you're wrong. <laughs> They're not much more successful than they've been ever. They've had good periods before. This is just the latest good run by this franchise. They still have not been able to crack it open and win the Lombardi. They haven't even gotten to the Lombardi game. There's only been one team that was able to do that, and that was 20-something years ago at this point. So, I'm not saying Mike Rabel won't win a Super Bowl at some point. I don't know the answer to that. I'm just saying. And I've said the same thing about A.J. Brown. People were crying about A.J. Brown leaving town. Uh, question. What did the team do when A.J. Brown was here that it had not ever done before and since the team has left or since A.J. Brown has left? What, what has happened here that hadn't happened? At this point for me, I'm looking for, you know, absolute – changers for the franchise and that means somebody's going to get here and win a Super Bowl and, and Mike Vrabel as hard as he has tried and the difficult hand he has been dealt no question about it but still he hasn't put a Roman numeral game in the case for the Titans here and I'm not saying he won't I'm just saying he hasn't so what kind of appreciation are we supposed to show to him that we haven't shown to the previous head coaches who've also done a good job and put this team I, I don't know I don't know I think what's clear to me, Justin, is we've we've done this with guests that we've had on in other markets. To your point, it's very clear that everybody else outside this market, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody who else is somewhere else views Mike Vrabel a little bit different than this market. Clearly. Right? The ones that are around him and hear him on a basically a daily basis. Sure. The people from afar, air quotes, seem to value Mike Vrabel a heck of a lot more than people here. Now, you could say, well, why is that? Well, because typically you always value someone higher when you're not, 
when they're not in your nest. Yeah. Okay. You don't ever know what truly somebody's body of work is or what their makeup is or what they're really all about unless you're they're in your nest. Okay. You always view free agents higher than ever. Who has a better feel? Who honestly has a better feel? The place that drafted that person and that they've been around for years or all the other people that just have watched on film or have talked to people. What do you think? Yeah, the, the person that's drafted them yeah. and been with them the they, whole time. Now, chances are. Now, doesn't mean they're always right. No. But they have a better feel and a better idea of what that person is all about than someone from afar. It's just like the backup quarterback, right? It's easier to be in love with something that you don't see on a regular basis, mm -hmm. right? When Absolutely. you see something on a regular basis, you can love a restaurant. My guess is you'll love it a lot more if you frequent it less. Yeah. If you go to it all the time, you probably won't love it as much as if you, let's say, went half the time that you normally go. You'll probably love yeah. it a little bit more if you go a fourth of the time that you normally go. Yeah. That's how it works. So I'm not surprised that everybody that's come on here that we've asked, hey, just out of curiosity, what's your take on Mike Vrabel? Oh, he's, you know, he's he's coveted around the league. He's a really, really good coach. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm saying nobody ever brings up all the warts that we see because there are warts. There's sure. a whole lot of good. Yeah. But there's also warts. Like that, that model isn't perfect. No, no. Right? Because we see the model without makeup. Sure. And the cameras, right? The, and getting dolled up and the perfect pose. We see them out of character, right? We get to see them with no makeup on. They haven't done anything. They just woke up that day and took a, a stroll outside the neighborhood and we drove by them and saw, oh, okay. So that's what the model looks like in a in a jumpsuit and, you know, hasn't done anything. Yeah. That's the what we see from Mike Vrabel because I was thinking about this a lot during uh, during the game yesterday. And I probably should do this. We need to take one more break. Yeah, so we do. Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll come back. We'll wrap up that thought in the first hour next. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to SkyRizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. 
doctor today about SkyRizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. Couldn't be happier for you. Well, Papa Pogue. 12.26 a.m. yesterday morning. Grace, yeah. uh, Alice Rose, eight pounds, one ounce, mm. 20 inches, uh, and uh, all is well. I didn't cry uh, when I held her for the first time. Mm. I'd already cried the first time I saw her. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Back here on The McFarland Show, Vince Ferrara, our buddy, will join us about 3.20. So we'll head east. We'll talk to him. Get his thoughts on the national championship game tonight and find out what's going on and what's the latest with the Vols. Our buddy Johnny in beautiful Vancouver tweets at us and says, well, just in case, uh, remember, Philip Forsberg took to the mic at the end of his last season and he stayed. Yeah, true. Good point, John. I mean, there, there are exceptions. There are. But I'm saying rarely. Very rarely. Very, very rarely. Uh, even though, like that whole last season, I was saying Pecorine was going to retire, and most people did not believe me at all. They disagreed. Pecca never took, but he also did. He did the lap around skate, yeah, and he did things in that final game, the shutout against Carolina, to suggest, huh? I think I'm going to be right on this. But he did not take to the he, you know. So you're right. It does it does happen, mm-hmm. but it also happens the other way too where they do take to the mic and they do say things and they do things and it's like, oh, there it is. Like, yeah. There's your there's your answer without saying it. Yeah. And that's what it feels like to me with Derrick Henry. There is a Diana Rossini tweet that just came out as well. There is. This uh, came out at uh, 2.49, so about eight minutes ago. It says that the coaching staff and players in the – in Tennessee, have not been given an update about the status of head coach Mike Vrabel. 
I was told they are all waiting to hear. That is Diana Rossini. And that is it. So the other part to this, the warts. Yes. Uh, because I do think there's a lot of people in this market that are ready for a change. But I always think that's what fans do. Yeah. Always when you're not winning. Yeah. Right? They're always change the coach. Fire the coach. I Some mean, people fire the coach every year. Right. Every year. Right? Every so year. So you can't really look. At, I, I don't know what the percentages are, but there are certainly a lot of people out there that are ready for a change. But there are also a certain amount of people that are always ready for a change. Oh, yeah. Always. So I would say that there, the, there's a couple of things that concern me that people never bring up from the outside. And I've brought them up on this show. One, I, I, I've been underwhelmed by his staff. Hiring of his mm-hmm. staff, which is interesting when you talk about getting control elsewhere, right? When he's really underwhelmed to me. That's just my opinion of his staff. I feel like he could do better. The other thing is the alarming amount of players who have made comments on the way out the door. It's not all a love fest. I do think he's a player's coach. He absolutely But is. I do think there's a lot of players that don't sign up or agree with whatever is going on behind the scenes. Don't yeah. forget Robert Woods. Mm-hmm. Tweeted out when he right. Yeah, Remember? I'm free. Free. Yeah, I'm free. Yeah, and I could go on and on. I just don't have time to continue sure. that. But we do have another segment to continue the discussion on the other side. We will do that. We'll come back more of the McFarland Show and the second hour coming up next here on WNSR. AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville, 107.9 FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Daria Albinger. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is out of the ICU but remains hospitalized for a still undisclosed procedure he had last week. The White House on the defense over questions about why the Pentagon delayed notifying the president or senior officials about it. Fully expect that we'll take a look at process and procedure here. We'll do what's akin to a hot wash and uh, try to see if processes and procedures need to be changed at all or modified. Uh, so that we can learn from this. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, President Biden on the campaign trail today in South Carolina, giving a speech at Mother Emanuel Church, site of a deadly shooting in 2015. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is in Israel, where he says he will push Israeli officials to minimize civilian casualties in the war with Hamas. The universities of Michigan and Washington will meet in tonight's college football playoff championship game. The Dow is up 135 points heading for the close. This is ABC News. Imagine it's the final game of the season, but your symptoms of irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC are making a comeback. What should you do? Keep managing your constipation with belly pain the same old way? Or try getting ahead of your symptoms by talking to your doctor about Linzess, linaclotide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop 
develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Why do you Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of The McFarland Show on this Monday afternoon. Hope everybody's having... A great day so far. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Darren and Justin here with you. DJ Damon is alongside. 615-844-5600. Don't forget, every day you can also watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, In about 15 minutes or so, we'll head east. We'll bring in our buddy Vince Ferrara. Washington and Michigan will be the national championship game tonight. They're going to kick off in Houston, Texas. We'll ask him his thoughts on that, and then, of course, find out uh, all things Vols. They had a big win at home Saturday against Ole Miss, who was undefeated. And out. And by the way, I was sitting there. I I couldn't. We were. We went to um, after my son's basketball game. We went to a place to go eat, and they had the game on. They had the Ravens and the Steelers on, and they had the the Vols game on, and there was no sound. And I kept looking while we were eating at a restaurant and I'm looking at Ole Miss and I'm like, I forgot Chris Beard was their coach. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. And I was like, I'm sitting there staring. I'm staring. I'm like, that's Chris Beard. And I'm like, oh yeah. When he got candid, he never coached a game in te- at Texas, right? Uh, I don't think so. That whole thing happened. The whole thing happened. Pretty quick. Yeah. It was kind of like the Mike Price deal. Yeah. Never coached uh, a game. Yeah. Yeah. Hired, never coached a game. That Fired. is right. Um, but I forgot he was down in Oxford with Ole Miss and obviously doing a good job because that was their first loss of the season. So we'll get into all that with Vince Ferrara in just a bit. Derrick Henry spoke to the media today, clean out locker day. Greg and John played uh, his audio today on their show. 
And Derrick Henry is exactly what you want from a franchise player. He exemplifies, you know, saying all the right things, doing all the right things. He's thanked basically everybody that works over there. Everyone. It's amazing. Including the avocado guy, right? Even the avocado guy. I mean, avocado. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody. Thank, thank Bob. Uh, Jim Wyatt got a big me, rouse, yeah. rousing uh, praise from him. Yes. Like, hope yeah. Jim Wyatt writes the Super Bowl story one day. Yeah. These were yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So that was yesterday? That was yesterday. At, at the podium? Yes. Okay. My bad. Okay. So they played that audio. You get me looking all off the like, where, where is this? So I like, had not heard. <laughs> I didn't hear that yesterday. Okay. Yes. So I thought that was today in cleanup. No. Okay. No, that was last night. All right. Or yesterday. Yesterday after the win. Yes. Um, and he was, by the way, decked out uh, looking good. Oh, yeah. Yesterday at the podium. Looking relaxed. Um, and, um, you know, he was, look, he was saying, he was saying his goodbyes. He just was. Yeah. Well, you're thanking the guy that's getting you your avocados. Yeah, every, that's. Every day. Yeah. That's saying goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's you know, thank you. Thank you. And, and calling out names that we never hear. Uh, of people who do things for him on a daily basis. That's first of all, it's classy. Number one, and, and number two, it is absolutely saying goodbye. Um, and you know, and Derrick Henry has earned the right to go make money elsewhere, uh, money that he's probably not going to make here. He's probably going to be a a highly coveted free agent for somebody. I don't know who, but somebody who's looking to make a splash for a fan base somewhere who's looking for some hope. I don't know where that is. I'm just saying that, you know, somebody who's looking for a big name and looking for some, you know, looking for something, uh, we'll, we'll find it with Derrick Henry and, uh, and maybe some cool moments in, at that particular city in that particular franchise. Uh, and, and plus, the other thing is you got brand new head coaches coming in across the league. We don't know what they're going to think of. We don't know who the new head coach uh, for the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be. And and how much they may have coveted Derrick Henry and and think that they can fix him or think that they can get something out of him. We we have no idea, none. So, you know, he'll land somewhere, and wherever he lands, he'll probably make a lot more money than what the Titans are willing to pay him. I don't know. I don't know if his market's going to be a lot of money. I really don't. Um, I don't know what's a lot of money. All it takes is one franchise. Yeah, but what's a lot of money? Okay, so he made twelve million this year. He's not going to get twelve million. No. I'm not. I'm not okay, suggesting okay. that whatsoever. Okay. All right. So then, yes. No. It's below ten. It's definitely below. Oh, 10. it's well I think below. It's, 10. I think it's more like six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say half. And I don't think the Titans are going to give him that much. I really don't. Well, if I were them, I would, and they probably would too. Uh, I suspect, again, as I've said for a good while now, we keep saying what the Titans are going to do. It's probably more about what Derrick Henry is going to do. And I think Derrick Henry is ready for a change at the end of his career. I think he's ready. Well, he said it. He wants to win a Super Bowl. Oh, sure. Okay. So, I, but he also said he wanted to do one. He wanted to win a Super Bowl here, too. Well, but that's what classy people do. You say all <laughs> the right things, and he said all the right things. He did. And I, I believe him. I know. I, I sure. believe he did want sure. to win a Super Bowl here. I, I get that. But. He's not going to be able to do it in the time he's got remaining in his career. Probably not. I think it's if it feels like a safe statement to say they're not going to win the Super Bowl in the next year or two. It doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way, but it is the NFL and you never it is. know. It is. You okay? never know. Um if I were Jacksonville, I would be the first one calling his agent. 
because yeah. he has terrified them. He has absolutely ripped them to shreds over the years. That would be the that would be the first guy I called. It would be his agent. Yeah. And there's somebody Once free looking, agency begins. They're looking there are somebody that's looking for a splash a little bit after a very disappointing season. And he's a hometown guy down there. And what would be a better way to rectify the, you know, the the sins of this past year than to finally get the guy on your team that's been killing you for the last eight years or so? It makes perfect sense. Now, will he do it? That's something different. Will Jacksonville give him what he wants? That's something different. Do they have the kind of package down there that will attract him? I I don't know. It would seem they they might, but you know, I don't know. Like you said, hometown kid. Mm-hmm. You get him away from a division foe, so you get him out of Tennessee. Yeah, he's now on your roster, and um, you know he's a guy that's absolutely just embarrassed you over the years. Yeah, and now he's playing for you. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what is it. Is Jacksonville a legit contender? And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, and, and and that's been their problem. That's what they're trying to figure out right now. They're having a real identity crisis down there in Jacksonville. They don't, after yesterday, they don't know. I've been listening. They don't know what they are. Yeah. They they don't know. They, they're not even sold on Trevor Lawrence fully at this point. He played hurt a lot this year. I don't know how much that factored into his season. He yeah. He played hurt. He definitely, he missed he missed some big passes, but, but they're questioning the decision making. And 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 yeah, I, there's that. Here, here's the thing that I found interesting by yesterday, Darren, in the post game, is how quickly. And I don't want to say Doug Peterson threw him under the bus, but it it kind of felt that way a little bit. And I found myself thinking, I wonder would another NFL coach be that honest about what happened in that situation? Because nobody has to know that. But the quarterback sneak is what I'm thinking of where Trevor Lawrence trying to stretch the ball over the goal line. That was not a play that was called. The Doug Peterson and company had called another play. That was Trevor Lawrence who went to the line and decided to audible or really just improvise. Not even audible. He just improvised that and thought, I'm close enough. I should just be able to reach over and get it. He was not close. They were not close enough. He thought he was. Yeah, well, I know, get it. He's six, what, six? Six, 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 five, something, Whatever. somewhere in that six, neighborhood. Five, six, six, but. He thought he can just reach over the goal line but and what score. Were they, from the three? Uh, from the one and a half. Really? I thought it was further out than that. It wasn't a three. It wasn't that far. Yeah, hey, it felt, it no, looked it, like it. May, it felt like it because of what he was trying to do. But it wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't, it wasn't that far, but it was far enough to where he just couldn't, he just couldn't make it work. And the, the problem that they were having is, is the fact that he didn't seem to tell anybody. He just went there and decided, I'm going to get this thing and played a little hero ball. Now, mm. there's something admirable about that in one in, at one degree. Then there's another part of that that goes, well, you know, you, you could have told us if that's what you wanted to do, man. We could have helped you get there because if you look at that player over and over again, it's obvious the, the offensive line wasn't expecting a quarterback sneak. Right. They were not in a quarterback. You want to get low on quarterback sneaks, yeah. do you not? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You want to get low? That offensive line look low to you? No. No. They're in the air. Why are they in the air? Because they're probably pass blocking. <laughs> it's not, not run blocking, which which means, you know, he's trying to reach between guys, try, you know, almost like it was a fumble snap or something. Yeah. But it wasn't a fumble snap. It no. was just him deciding to play. And those are the kind of things that they're going 
Uh, okay, well, what's going on here? Is that a Doug Peterson thing? Or is this a, you know, is this a Trevor Lawrence decision-making thing where you just decided all by yourself that you were going to put our season at, in jeopardy but just trying to win this thing on your own because you were frustrated or didn't want to make the play or whatever it is, whatever it is. You almost made it work, but he didn't. And he fully admitted it afterwards that, yeah, I was trying to, yeah, and it didn't work, and that's unfortunate. He just kept saying that's unfortunate. Yeah. After every, but Doug Peterson was just like, listen, we gave him the power to do those, do those kind of things. Trevor got to the line and made a call. I, I don't. <laughs> Trevor got to the line and made a call. That's what the, that's what the man said. He's a head coach, and, and, and honestly, in his position, what? Now the other thing you could do is go, you know, listen, we we made a call. He doesn't have to get up there and admit that. He can easily say, "Yeah, we called a sneak, and yeah. you know, it wasn't executed properly." Well, he's probably he's probably frustrated. Probably <laughs> being a quarterback, and and that's the other missing element of this. He was a former quarterback himself. Yeah, nobody, few people in the league can put themselves in that exact same position better than Doug Peterson can, and which is probably why he's so frustrated because he was like, "You went to the line and you decided to do what? What? Come on, man." When this the season's on the line here. This is what we're doing. Then we'll be out here working all. T- what we're doing? <laughs> if you just go go do that, then you know, let us know. Come on, man. I mean, what are we doing? <laughs> He's probably pretty frustrated. You know, just like look, I can't believe he went up here and decided he was just go stick the ball over the goal line. Like like we hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Like he just figured he was gonna pull a fast one on the entire state of Tennessee. <laughs> And put the ball over the goal line. He almost did, but, yeah, but he, did, but but he, he didn't. didn't. 615-844. He's going to have all summer to think about it. He does. Uh, and they have a long off season. They do. Yep. 5,600. Let's go to those phones. Doug, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, I just want to talk about the PR gaffe of the microphone at the end of the game. Maybe, maybe not. But can we rewind the tape and remember who was the advocate that started the dialogue of the value of running backs? It was, was Derrick Henry. So, in large so part. This is where, and I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but can he not be thinking, I'm going to do the Barry Sanders thing, but I'm going to say it without saying it? Because he may know the value, may not want to deal with it. He may have just said, buy the football completely. Mm. Because he did start the argument or the discussion. Mm. Those the were value. the things that he said after the game, though, Doug. It kind of, I mean, when you're bringing up, I want to win a Super Bowl, I want to do that. It's like he's still acting like, to me, he was still talking as a current player. I, I get you. But what did Marshawn Lynch say? Only reason why I'm talking because I don't want to get fined. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, could could it? I mean, could he? I mean, could yeah? I I think he's wired a little differently. Barry Sanders was a different cat, uh, and I he think definitely different. And I and I think Derrick Henry's wired a little bit differently yeah. in the fact that I do think that Derrick Henry does care to a degree about records and because he remembers all of that stuff. He he'll tell now he's humble about it, but he remembers what he did in high school and what he did at Alabama and he, he values those things. Um to, to a degree. And again, I'm not saying that he's wearing it around his neck at all times. Barry Sanders, in all honesty, 
just didn't care about any of no. that stuff at all. Nothing. At all. Now, Barry was a but, different, different animal. But who was the advocate for the devaluing and paying of running backs? I'll just let you guys talk and listen. Okay. Thank you, Doug. I understand, Thanks, Doug. Man. I get what he's saying. Yeah, no, I really I, do. I, I think what you said is is well stated. I, I, I just... One, Barry and, and Derek are just two different cats. Well, Barry's Barry, a different Barry cat from everybody. From everybody. Right? <laughs> no one should compare. And by the way, on the field, too. I mean, he's different. Oh. He's different all around. Oh. On the field and off the field than everybody else. It's he's Barry and Jim Brown, maybe. I mean, it, just the way well, they thought about things. But was, Jim Brown was different. Like Jim yeah, Brown yeah, had I understand. bigger aspirations. He I understand. wanted to be, you know, back then, yeah. like, those cats didn't make much money, That's true. man. That's true. They had to work in the offseason. That's true. Like there, it was not the glamorous job that no. it is today. No, it's true. I mean, I get it. You were still an NFL running back, but yeah, no, no, no. You're right. It, it's, it was viewed completely before different. the TV deals and all right, that. Right, oh, yeah. right. So it was a lot easier for him. Like you know what? I can make more money and not get hit. Yeah. In Hollywood. Yeah. And be more famous. Yeah. Than an NFL running back. Yeah. Barry Sanders was probably tired of losing. Yes. In Detroit, yeah, didn't have any hope or trust or faith. No, and the that, that ownership yeah. and the organization could change that narrative. And they traded away all of his friends and his buddies and yeah. all the people that came up with him in the organization. They were all gone. Yep. And I just think over time, I just think he said, "The heck with this." Man. Yeah, I don't need that. And he also had to have known in his mind, my body of work. I'm going to the hall, whether Without I question. play another year, another two years, another three years. If I walk away right now, I'm going to make it to camp. Yep. Derek, I think he belongs in there. I think he, but I'm not so sure. I wouldn't risk it. I'd play another year or two. If I were him, I think he needs to play, have a couple more productive seasons to ensure that he ends up wearing the gold jacket in Canton, Ohio. And unlike Barry, I really do think that Derek Henry cares a little bit more than Barry does, which is not saying a whole lot because Barry doesn't care at all. But I think Derrick Henry does care about his legacy yes. and about some of those stats and numbers and and things that he's able to put up. Uh, he talks about his daughter frequently mm-hmm. and uh, and something for her to be proud of as well once he's done playing football. I, I don't believe he's just going to walk away. Not like this. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll head east. We'll bring in our buddy Vince Ferrara. We'll do that next. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air, proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. 
TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6th to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Polk inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Honest opinions, genuine conversations. The McFarland Show. Back here on the McFarland Show on this Monday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a great day. 615 844 5600. We are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Darren and Justin here with you. And now we head east. We go to Knoxville. We're bringing our buddy. Vince Ferrara from the Sports Animal, 99.1. There in Knoxville does a morning show with John Wilkerson. Vinny, how we doing? How was your weekend? It was good. Um, you know, too cold for my taste, especially being, being down in Florida for 17 days. It kind of hits you even harder coming down here. But it was crazy. John and I did our first show together this morning, um, a morning show together in almost a month between the two of us both swapping out vacations and me being uh, in Florida. So it was uh, it was weird, but uh, yeah, it went well and back back into the daily grind. We had a Michigan fan call in last hour who was nervous Nelly. He was like a cat in a room full of rocking chairs about tonight's game against Washington. Not uh, exuding confidence at all. 
uh, was worried about what was going to happen tonight against the Huskies. What's your gut feeling on Washington and Michigan tonight? You know, I, I favor Washington slightly in this game. I think their weapons are so dynamic and so plentiful in how many of those elite receivers they have. Michael Penix throwing the football as well as anyone, arguably as well as any quarterback since Joe Burrow. Uh, his numbers early in the year looked like Burrow. Then he went through a little stretch where he was mortal for a while, and then in the postseason he has turned it back, and he's just been magnificent. And with those receivers and McMillan and Polk and most of all Roma Dunze, uh, they are a thousand yard back, uh, Williams, who's, who's going to play. And then they've got a really good tight end. They got other receivers. They got probably the nation's number one offensive line. I know Michigan's defense is phenomenal and they gave Alabama more than they could handle. Uh, so that, that's going to be just so interesting to watch that offense defense there, but it's going to be different than with, with Alabama. They didn't really have the threats on the perimeter. Yep. The running game wasn't elite. That's a whole different That's story. That's what we were saying. This is their best yeah. offense they've faced this entire season. That includes By Ohio far. State. That includes yep. Alabama. You know, I even want to say Penn State because their offense really wasn't that no. good. So no. this is by far their best offense they faced. And and Michigan has not been in a lot of difficult situations. They were down for a little bit against Alabama when Alabama had the great start to the second half. You got to give them credit for responding, but. Man, uh, they are not built to come back from big deficits. If they're down multiple scores and they have to go away from their running game and bossing the game like they typically do, uh, that, that might be difficult for them. I don't think they can win a higher-scoring game. I, another reason why I like Washington is because I think Washington can win a lower-scoring game because they have, and they can win those shootouts. They've done plenty of that, and they always are so good in close games. Uh, I also worry about Michigan's kicker who missed the PAT last week, whereas Washington has been pretty solid from that standpoint. So uh, the, the one thing that would, that would make me nervous uh, for Washington is if they can't stop Blake Horm in that Michigan running game, uh, and he's running for like 175, 200 yards, it, then they can control the game and it'll be a, an issue. Washington hasn't been the greatest against the run. They haven't been the greatest in red zone defense. But uh, I do think there's there's more ways to win and an elite quarterback advantage there with, uh, with Penix. So I'll go with Washington in a close Plus, game. Washington, Vince, has been the underdog. They were at what, oh, yeah. almost a double-digit underdog in the Pac-12 championship game. They won. They're an underdog now. I mean, they've been an underdog several games this year. They were underdog against Texas. Oregon and in their first meeting in the regular Oregon, season. So, yeah, twice against Oregon, right? Texas, and they just keep winning games, and they're an underdog here again. I, clearly, they embrace the underdog role. For sure. And I don't think it's not like they're going up against someone that has been there, done that. Like if Alabama or Georgia was on the other side of them, then they would they wouldn't be given much of a chance at all uh, because of the experience in that game. It's not like Michigan has the, this track record with any of these players or coaches on this staff. 
to to win the the national championship. So it's just different. You know, they got over the hump of the semifinals, but this is different. So it, it's it's not like you know that there's an experience advantage. And and interestingly enough, you guys have seen the the spread. You know, four and a half, whatever for Michigan. I was looking at that in the money line, and there are more bets being placed on Washington than mm. there are on Michigan. Mm. On the money line? Yeah, money line I think was 59% this morning during mm. the show, and the spread was 55% both favoring wow. Washington. Wow. Mm. Okay, interesting. Well, more value, obviously, with right. the money line if you think Washington's going to win. So uh, what win in a sold-out arena on Saturday. Um, Ole Miss came in undefeated, led by Chris Beard as their head coach, and the Rebels got whooped. Yeah, Were you surprised? Like it was that lopsided? Uh, I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't have picked a 26-point margin of victory, n- no, but I thought that Ole Miss had benefited from a lighter schedule. Hmm. And NC State and Memphis was their their best win. Who's ranked? So, uh, but they they weren't tested frequently. I, now I don't. I didn't come out of the game like I've been asked. So did that show that Ole Miss is a fraud? I don't think so. I, I just don't think they were battle tested. And when they got punched in the mouth and pushed around, like Tennessee does to everybody, they check your manhood with their physicality especially on defense, you know, Ole Miss didn't, didn't respond. And, uh, you know, the Tennessee just killed them in the pick and roll. I mean, my goodness, they just did not have an answer for that. And Tennessee's really good at that. Saw them work on it. And, and I saw them work on, it was cool. I got to a chance to watch them all, watch them in practice, the entire practice Friday before the game. And it really dispelled a lot of theories. One is that they never work on offense, that they just work on defense. That's that's a, a, a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> I mean, Rick Barnes is is on those guys and their staff on everything, offense, defense, setting screens, just everything. So it's not like they never coach offense. And he gets on them for making shots, and they work on making shots. That's one. Two, oh, they just want to slow it down all the time. Rick Barnes never going to win with his, with his antiquated offense of just slowing it down in half court. Man, he is on them constantly, and they do it in practice of of getting up the floor and getting transition buckets. He he wants them to run, 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 constantly telling them to, and they're doing that more, which is part of what's making them successful. Uh, so uh, there there's some of those theories that just aren't those narratives that are just not true. Now they got to be consistent and carry that over in games, but the big part of that game, guys, was Jonas Adu. Uh, to one was Adu, the other is Ziggler. But Adu, I mean, 24 points, 10 boards, a couple of assists. He didn't turn the ball over once, showed athleticism. He it was in that pick and roll with Ziggler. He's good at defending it, and he's good offensively in it because he has such a soft touch for his size. He's a factor on the defensive end. Man, he is. Rick Barnes has been telling him and telling us that he thinks he is as good as any big in the country. He hasn't been playing like it, but he has that kind of ability. And that confidence, man, you're starting to see it. He he believed in Grant Williams. There's a number of other players that he believed in. He just kept pumping confidence in, pumping confidence in, and then he start playing like it. And, man, if, if they get that inside post scoring with the length of Adu and they're aggressive of getting up and down the floor – 
man, this this team can can be like they're ranked in the top five. And real quick, the other thing is Ziggler. He's finally starting to look like he was pre-injury last year, quick, decisive, just a massive pest defensively, and then making great decisions. Barnes knows what he gets from Ziggler, James, and Vescovy game to game, as everybody else that has to – kind of be more consistent, but man, Ziggler looked fantastic Saturday. Vince, how does the team keep from burning out? If you talked about the run, 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 uh, and the attitude of, of kind of go, 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 uh, this is, this is fine. It's January, but we all know March is coming and eventually there'll be a tournament game somewhere. And the narrative, as you well know, will be Tennessee ran out of gas because coach Barnes pushed them too hard and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that. I think they manage them pretty well, Justin. And and they, you know, obviously you have to have when you have to get the rebounds and missed shots can lead to quick runouts and transitions. So I, I don't think they run more than everybody else in the country to where they're going to get worn down. I just think when you can take some opportunities to get some easy baskets, they have athleticism to do it. And you're not in as much of a grind in the half court. You, I, you could argue that by them getting out and running, it's actually going to save their legs instead of having to grind because they're so good defensively, you end up defending the entire shot clock sometimes. Mm. So uh, that you, if you can save yourself from having to grind on the offensive end, they move so much without the ball, uh, if you're going end of the shot clock offensively and defensively, that's to me wears you down more than getting up and down the floor. So I actually think it's a positive for them the more they do it. The Vols talked about uh, this week uh, having a hard time dealing with the compliments here and, and still playing hard. You know, and you said it yourself that Rick Barnes wants the team, obviously, uh, to, to play well. But passing out praise is not exactly – uh, his his highest uh, ability. <laughs> it, it was it was a laugh out loud moment during the press conference, the post game Saturday uh, after they beat Ole Miss, and he was being asked because a big topic was in the way he has been trying to tell Jonas A.D. he can be one of the best bigs in the country, and he he was asked, is that rare that you have to keep trying to tell a guy how great he is? And he's like, no, I wouldn't say necessarily it's rare. He's like, I'll admit. I have a hard time giving out compliments. <laughs> Rick Barnes has a great relationship with the local media. You like he gives it to them, they give it back. It's like nothing personal. It's it's cool though the, how relaxed he is with with the media. And somebody somebody snapped back after he said, "I really have a hard time giving compliments." Someone was like, "Really?" <laughs> Barnes started laughing. The whole room uh, laughed out loud because you know they they know that he's on them. But it's, I don't think it's, he, he says the reason why he has a hard time doing it is because he's been burnt. Because when you compliment somebody, they tend to let up and tend, you know, to get complacent because they feel like they've arrived and they don't have to put in the same work. So that's why he says he's hesitant to do it. He still does it. I, I've heard him do it. And obviously he does it a ton publicly. They do and, and other guys that he's trying to build them up. But it, that that's that's something that they know that they probably you earn them he just doesn't give them out free so he gives them out he just doesn't do it to kiss anybody's backside or uh, just 
to you know keep them from transferring or anything. he's not he's not built like that so you got to earn it um but uh just interesting that he would come go out and, and admit and say something like that so Vince, uh, a couple of days ago, I, I have to I have to admit to you that you know while over there at Fox Seventeen doing my other my other gig, uh, mm-hmm. I'm, of course I'm the I'm the sports guy slash news guy slash Tennessee Encyclopedia, and someone asked me, hey, what in the world is Food City Center? Is that the same place as Thompson Bowling Arena? Did the Vols? build a brand new stadium or a brand new arena. And to be honest, Vince, I had to pause and say, I don't think they did. Um, and, you know, obviously I have, I've gone and educated myself here to, to, to see what they've done here. But, mm-hmm. but how quickly is that going over? Is it going over at all? Are people still continuing to use Thompson Bowling? Are people using the new name? How, how is that going or being received? Well, I- I don't, you know, some fans that are just going to go with the flow of whatever UT does, they understand the, the business element, but there are plenty of fans are like, no, I'm not disrespecting the the way, it, the, you know, the, it being named Thompson Bowen Arena for so many years and the history there because, you know, of the sponsor and Food City Center. The way they first put it out there in the naming rights deal that they announced is that the name of the arena is Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center. And some people do the reverse at City Center, Thompson Bowling Arena, whatever. So technically, I think you're supposed to say both, but honestly, UT usually just says Food City Center. And if you, as a, as that's a what's minimum, on the court, Vince, it's on the court. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For as a minimum, that's what it's being referred uh, to as is Food City Center. Uh, even though I guess the Thompson Bowling Arena part of it is still there, and I, I still, uh, I still say TBA at Food City Center. So, but it, Food City Center definitely is is what most people call it these days. All right, on the way out, just to get the hype train going, which we already knew after their yeah. bowl win. Nico, I see on the Heisman odds for next year is already on the radar. He what is he fifth, sixth, somewhere in there. I've seen I've seen both, and those, those as you know, with the portal movement and stuff, it, the, those numbers change every time somebody commits a new school. But yeah, a couple of days ago, he was at plus eighteen hundred, which was tied for the fifth best odds. Think about that. It, it, he's you know this is he, he's completed one season, played, started one game, played four others sparingly, and um, and he's that high. But you know what? It's it's not too crazy one because it's a quarterback award it was all quarterbacks and the other thing is jackson arnold at oklahoma who's slated to take over there he it's the same thing he had his first career start in the bowl game honestly he turned the ball over more and he wasn't as good as nico overall but he's also a highly rated guy so it's not just because people, many people have said, oh, he's one starter and he's getting in the Heisman race. Well, it's because everybody knew who he was, and now he showed out like that, and it, it added to the excitement and, and the potential, the upside that he has because of who he was. If he was a three-star that nobody had never heard of, he wouldn't be on those Heisman odds. So it's not just one game. It's the whole package. So um, with, the, with the turnstile, the musical chairs of quarterbacks, you're going to have a lot of unknowns, so he's up there because of his talent. It's it's crazy, but you know it, uh, it's something to watch for sure. It, it's only going to 
in, enhance the expectations for the team for next year, that's for sure. Vinny, we appreciate it as always. Enjoy the game tonight and uh, basketball this week, and we'll talk to you next Monday. All right, guys. I'll keep uh, tabs on what's going on. You guys have a lot to talk about yeah. there. Yeah. We're monitoring that a few things. Uh, yeah, there's closely, a lot of, too. So. A lot of, lot of smoke. We just don't know if there's any <laughs> fires. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Vince Farrar, appreciate you as always. 99.1 The Sports Animal there in Knoxville. He joins us in the second hour of the program every week. We'll wide open the rest of the way if you want to get involved. Lots to react to. 615 844 5,600 more of the McFarland Show next. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Cool Deck LLC. The Dexpert is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You can make a difference in a child's life. This message is brought to you by Cool Deck LLC. For decorative concrete, resurfacing for patios, sidewalks, garages, pool decks, and more, Give the pros a call today at 615-836-9595, 615-836-9595. Visit CoolDeck.com and like them on Facebook. That's Cool Deck LLC. They're professionals who care. 
It's the Bill King Show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature, during the playing portion, do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Appreciate Vince Ferrara's visit, as always, every week, talking all things Vols. Nice win for them over Ole Miss. Uh, Watch the uh, Vanderbilt game, too. Uh, They were at home against Alabama. And a hard-fought game. Actually, uh, it was good to see the fight in Vandy, but they fell short against Alabama. An unranked Bama team, which was obviously very, very good Mm -hmm. last year, was the number one seed in the tournament. And, of course, they lost a lot of big guns. Uh, We know the young man from Cane Ridge lost to the NBA, second pick overall in the draft. But Alabama came in as an unranked team. Mm. And Memorial Gym, mm. and they were a 15 and a half point favorite. Oh boy. 15 and a half point favorite. Mm. Now, again, Andy, hard fought game, lost at the end, obviously covered the spread. But what jumped out to me is Tyron Lawrence in the post game presser, when asked about the crowd, made the comment, I wish we had more fans in the stands. The people that were there, it well. seemed like it was very. Alabama centric, let's yeah, say. Yeah, well, that's what you're going to get. A lot of roll tide roll yeah. fans in Memorial Gym. A lot of crimson. Yeah, a lot of crimson. Which shows up against that black and gold real easy. Yeah, no doubt. So, anyway, that stood out to me. Yeah. But uh, another loss, unfortunately, for Vanderbilt. Uh, but just, wow, I was like, that on Saturday, I saw the stat. They were the biggest under home underdog in the country of, yeah. you know. Bas- you know, Division One basketball. And that's that's pretty ugly. To be a 15-and-a-half-point underdog. At game. home against an unranked team? Yeah. In, in conference? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Supposed to be a little tighter than that. Yeah. Let's go back to the phone. 615-844-5600. Let's check in with our buddy, Eric. Eric, what's up? Hey, guys. I just wanted to say this. Now, as far as yesterday's NFL action, I wasn't surprised that Dallas or the Giants won. But the way both those games went, I did not expect that, first of all. I really thought that the Dallas-Washington game, because I'd heard reports of bad weather, was probably going to be where Dallas maybe wins by 7 or 10 or if they covered the 13-point spread and would get a score late. But basically it was the second quarter near the end of the half. They got the touchdown, and then they pretty much wore out Washington in the second half. I definitely did not expect that. But I was certainly surprised the Giants, not them winning, but the way they dominated the Eagles. I could not believe it was 24 to nothing at half. Not only was the Eagles terrible defensively, they were terrible offensively, and the Giants really took it to them. They were really physical where they pretty much knocked Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown out of the game. I did not expect that. And I tell you what, guys, I never thought I'd say this. The Eagles, it looks like, could be one and done in the playoffs because I'm telling you guys, if A.J. Brown, there's reports he may not play next Monday, I I think they're in serious trouble. And it's just so hard to believe that a team, I guess, they were like uh, more than a 90% 
when they were 10-1 to to win yeah. the division, go to the place where it continues. Yeah. You don't have a division repeat champion. I thought this year was going to break, but it didn't happen. And, guys, as far as the Titans go. And that's why we do the top 10 every week, Eric, oh, yeah. because yeah. it's crazy, yeah. right? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They've lost yeah. five yeah. of six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're sure that already you're hearing chances fired uh, Sirianni, but I don't silly. think that's going to happen. No. But there could be some coaches gone. It's just interesting. Matt, Patricia, when they fired the defensive coach late in the season, it's supposed to be an upgrade. It, <laughs> it hasn't like gotten better. Got no, I know. It hasn't gotten better. <laughs> Because nope. a lot of people thought with their last three games they were going to roll easily, and they lost two of the last three with that mm-hmm. schedule. So, but as, as far as the Titans go, guys, back the only win what, was the Giants game, right? Yeah, and that was close. And that was close. Very close. close. Game. Yeah, it was very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they blew that big lead against the Cardinals. Yep. But uh, as far as the Titans got, I tell you what, I was not surprised at Derrick yesterday. I just had a feeling, and I think a lot of fans did too, that Derrick Henry was going to show out. We we're going to see bitches Derrick Henry that. We saw it. I felt like that, too. I didn't know if we were going to win, but the only reason I thought we might have a shot is even though we lost the last three home games, you got to remember both of those, two of those go- games were in overtime, and one was where Seattle scored with about a minute to go. I just did not think. I'm not saying Jacksonville you know, quit or anything like that, but certainly they definitely looked flat at times in that game. And the fact that we were all able to overcome mistakes that don't would kill us, like the drop punt where we all wound up giving the field goal. We, I think we had three fourth downs. One was after the Tannehill pick where uh, we stuck uh, – Trevor Lawrence tried sticking the ball over the goal line, and uh, they, we stopped him and just vintaged Derrick Henry the way he ran yesterday. He ran with a purpose. DeAndre Hopkins certainly with those two one-handed catches, especially one where Tannehill was about to get killed on the sack, guys. And uh, just I, just so proud of the team's effort. I did feel bad for the ref that got booed on that – trying to celebrate him for 25 years. I think they'll probably do that next time before the game starts <laughs> when they miss that face-match call uh, on Derrick Henry yeah. and the referee was right on the spot. This, that didn't happen. But give credit to the Titans just for the effort and just the fact that we knocked them out of the playoffs and they knocked us out. I'm not concerned or worried about draft picks, guys. That's why you play football with what happened yesterday, and I was just pleased with the effort. Guys, always good to talk to you. Y'all take care. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate right, it. Sir. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think they ended up with the seventh pick in the draft, I think. is they they Look, they sixth lost or seventh Ace or whatever Boyd. it is. They lost a spot. Okay. For everybody who was okay. mad about, why are you trying to win? Yeah, okay. It's you would, not. If you would have lost, you would have, you would have the sixth pick. Okay. It's, so it's you okay. go from six to seven. It's, it's okay. not like it's it went from 10 to three, right? No. Or three, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Three to 10. Yeah. So okay. plenty of players out there. It's six to seven. They'll, they'll be okay. I honestly to have Derrick. If you'd have said before the game, what would you prefer? I'll take Derrick Henry going for hundred fifty plus. Yeah, knock out your division rival to the playoffs like they did you the previous year. Yeah, all day long for one spot in the for draft. one spot in the draft all day long. I'll sign up all not day one long. round and one twice on Sunday. Spot. One spot. If they if they can't get it together over the ones if they can't find another then you know they're in the wrong business there yeah. they got to be able to find their guy yeah I I totally agree all right we'll take our final break come back and wrap up Monday's edition of the McFarland Show next I'm a retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing after my stroke when Meals on Wheels started I was on the other end of the stick so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. 
One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. The Locksmith Company, our full-service locksmithing expert, is asking listeners to please donate a toy to Toys for Tots this holiday season. You could make a difference in the life of a child. This message is brought to you by The Locksmith Company, a proud veteran employer. For all your residential, commercial, or automotive locksmithing needs, call today for a free estimate or 24-7 emergency service at 931-801-5427. 931-801-5427. And also visit the LSCO.com. The Locksmith Company is looking forward to seeing you. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. They put themselves in this position. It's a shame they put themselves in this position because I think not only is the division there to be had, the conference is there to be had. If they had more talent, if they had their stuff together. It's not the murderer's row that we thought the AFC was going to be going into the season. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Here is the current draft order. Carolina will get the number one pick. And it's been traded to Chicago. So the Bears go back-to-back years mm-hmm. of having the number one pick. And this year, I suspect they're going to actually make the pick. I don't think I think I've seen the stat, which mm-hmm. isn't shocking. No, that no team has ever traded away the number one pick two years in a row. Two years in a row. And I would tell you right now, in my opinion, even though this year wasn't another 
as another down year for the Bears yeah. yet again. Well, I still think their move yeah. was the right move. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I guess with the way we've seen C.J. Stroud, you could say, well, you know, maybe. But they had just – I just think – what they got in return. DJ Moore is a legit oh, without receiver. Question. Without He's question. Legit. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they got the 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 other first round pick before from last they used last year, right? Yes. The high pick. Yes. So I just think the haul that they got in return is oh, gonna yeah. end up being the right move. Outstanding uh for them. And the question is, what will they do with that number one pick? I have seen some mocks where they've gone ahead and gone with Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, which means they're going to stick with Fields, I would think. I'm struggling to remember the last time a wide receiver went number one overall in the uh, in the NFL draft, and I don't think even the Calvin Johnson or Larry Fitzgerald go number one. I I remember they were high, but I don't know Johnson two. Did he go two? Uh, I think. I, I Corey again, Davis went fifth. I, I'm familiar with that. Um, I mean, number one too overall in, in the draft here, and, and I can't remember it. I, I would Keyshawn need to look it up. Johnson went number one overall. I know that he did to the Jets. Yeah, but that was the mid '90s. That's a long time. Ago. Yeah. So nobody since then. No, I, I didn't say nobody since then. Um, I just know that I know he went number one overall. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. And so it'd be interesting to see if that's what they decide to do. If they decide to go that route, because it's, it's, it's a lot. Typically what you're asking for, if you're going to draft a receiver, number one, overall, he needs to be an all pro borderline hall of famer to justify it. Um, And I know everybody thinks Marvin Harrison is, is junior is going to be good. He needs to be, Close to as good as his father was to justify that number one pick. I know that much. Um, so it, it, that that part of this is going to be very, very interesting to see if that's what the Bears decide to do. Or if they decide to trade it again. Because some hungry team is going to want their chance to be, you know, the number one pick. Calvin Johnson was indeed pick number two. Calvin Johnson was pick number two. All right, so as I scroll through myself here, yeah... Yeah, it was Keyshawn. He was the last one, 96. Is that right? Yep. I've just scrolled through the list. Unless I'm missing somebody. Keyshawn Johnson was the last number one overall pick as a wide receiver in 1996. Everybody else has been another position. Wow. All right. Good way to end it. Titans will have the seventh pick in the draft, by the way. That's going to do it for Monday's edition of the McFarland Show. Bill Keen will get things started tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Greg and John from 9 to 11. Then we'll be back at it tomorrow, too. We'll see you then. Sports Radio.